Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast, episode number 154. It's the most important relationship of all, yet it's the one that most of us don't even think about, let alone spend time and effort on improving it. Know what it is? Yep, you guessed it. It's our relationship with ourselves. Strengthening our sense of love and respect for yourself is the key to experiencing true fulfillment and living your best life. Some people think that learning to love yourself is as simple as taking some bubble baths and getting an occasional mani-pedi, but as our guest, Melissa Ambrosini, will show you today, it goes so much deeper than that. Melissa Ambrosini is the best-selling author of Mastering Your Mean Girl and Open Wide and host of the number one podcast, The Melissa Ambrosini Show, a speaker and self-love teacher. Melissa teaches women how to unlock their full potential, master their inner mean girl, smash through their limiting beliefs, and ditch the self-doubt so that they can start living their life of their dreams. Named a self-help guru by Elle Magazine, her mission is to inspire women to create a heart-centered life, one that is wildly wealthy, fabulously healthy, and bursting with love. I firmly believe that you need to trust yourself wholeheartedly while chasing your dreams. If you can't bet on yourself, how can you expect others to? However, it is not always an easy road in feeling confident and capable and whole. But today, gold diggers, I am going to remind you that you are enough. And my goodness gracious, Melissa is bringing it in to teach you how to harness confidence and live your best life. This girl is like my spirit animal. She's like my Australian sister. And I am so, so grateful for the way that she shows up and shares in a way that is sure to inspire you. For real, guys, you're in for a treat. Let's dive on into Melissa's episode. Major shout out to mine and Drew's go-to food service, HelloFresh, for supporting Gold Digger. Receive 30% off your first week of deliveries when you go to HelloFresh.com slash GoldDigger30 and use the offer code GoldDigger30. You're listening to the Gold Digger podcast, where we firmly believe that work doesn't have to feel like work. Self-made millionaire and marketing guru Jenna Kutcher will help you redefine what success looks like. It's time to hear from the experts, listen in on honest conversations, and learn the best tips and tricks that helped others pave their own way and craft their dream career. If you're ready to dig in, do the work, and tackle your biggest goals, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, photographer, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. Guys, I am so excited about today's sponsor, Slack. Slack is a brilliant communication channel. We talked about it on the show before, and it is for all things business related. Sort of like an organized instant message designed specifically for work topics and quick exchanges of information within your team. Slack is the communication channel of Team Jenna Kutcher. We use it every single day, and I don't know how we ever lived without it. To learn why Slack is irreplaceable in my business, head to slack.com. That's right. Find all the magic at slack.com. All right, Melissa, thank you so much for being on the show today. 
Oh, I'm so excited. I've had like full fangirl moment over here, like being interviewed <laughs> by you because I listen to you all the time. Oh, well, the same goes for you. I was just listening to Melissa in the shower. I told her, I was like, I hope that's not weird. I listen to podcasts when I should be doing other things like washing my hair, but it makes for some really great shower talk. So I feel like we are besties and I'm just so thrilled to have you on here. I feel like when you meet somebody online and you just feel this kindred connection, that is exactly how I felt with you. And so today I want for you to just share the story of Melissa and shed a light for what you do and how you impact the world for our listeners. So let's hear who is Melissa and how did you get to where you are today? Mm. Well, what I do today is I empower people to unlock their full potential and to live their best life. And I do that through a lot of different mediums. Like you, I have my podcast, I have my best-selling books and my online platform where I have mentoring programs and eBooks and meditations and things like that. And, and obviously social media is an amazing platform to be able to help women rise up. So that is the premise of everything that I do. The universe tapped me on the shoulder many years ago and said, (laughs) you've got to help women. You've got to be a voice and you've got to do that through these different avenues. And I listened, but I haven't always done this. (laughs) I haven't always done this. So 2010 was when this journey began for me at the very end of 2010. And that began in hospital. So before that, I was a professional dancer and I danced at the Moulin Rouge in Paris and I did acting and TV presenting. And for me, I loved being on the stage. Like I started dancing when I was three years old and I just loved it. That's what I thought I was going to do for the rest of my life. But I got to a phase in my life in my early late teens and early 20s where I was deeply unhappy within my own body and this resulted in anxiety and panic attacks and depression and an eating disorder and I started to have a very destructive relationship with myself. I was partying and surrounding myself with very unhealthy relationships and very toxic men and burning the candle at both ends. And there's only a matter of time before, you know, something's got to give when you treat your body like that and you treat yourself like that. And for me, the universe gave me lots of little warning signs, which I ignored for many years until it was like, right, Melissa, if you're not going to listen and wake the heck up, to your full potential, then we're going to have to make you. And the way that the universe made me was by putting me in hospital with a whole host of health issues that you can read about in my first book, Mastering Your Mean Girl. I won't bore you with them now. But I had a whole host of health issues physically, like adrenal fatigue and thyroid problems and things like that, but then also emotionally. So the anxiety, depression and panic attacks and eating disorders, things like that. And even though at that time in my life I was 24, it was the darkest and hardest time of my life. Like I had never experienced darkness, hardship, adversity, and pain like I had. And at that time I was living on my friend's fold-out bed. It wasn't even like a fold-out couch. It was like a little single (laughs) It actually gave me severe back pain, a back injury that I now still am dealing with from sleeping on that bed because I couldn't afford to live on my own. I'd just been dumped by another guy. My friends had actually just dumped me. So at this point in my life, I literally felt like I had nothing. I had no job. I had no money. I had no friends. I had no boyfriend. I had one friend, the girl that let me sleep on her fold out bed. And so I was in hospital, the most unhappy I'd ever been in my entire life with my mom and dad. Thank the Lord for them 
by my side. And my friend at the time, Guardian Angel, was my guardian angel, gave me a book that changed everything for me. And that book was Louise Hayes, You Can Heal Your Life. And I read this book and the light bulbs went off. And I turned to my mom and I said to her, why haven't you told me this? Like, why have you not, why didn't you tell me that you can live a life beyond your wildest dreams? Like, why didn't you tell me that we can choose love instead of fear? Why didn't you tell me this? And she just turned to me like I was freaking crazy. And she was like, Melissa, God, for God's sake, I was doing the best that I could, you know? And and she was, she absolutely was doing the best that she could. So was my dad and they still are. And I'm so grateful for them. But I was never taught that you can choose love instead of fear. I was never taught that you can unlock your full potential and live your best life. Like no one told me that in high school. People told me you got to go to university, do a degree that you don't really like, study for three years, and then go get a job that's mediocre, that pays mediocre rates and live a mediocre life. Like that's what I thought was the norm. And that pivotal moment for me in the hospital changed my entire life. I knew that I was responsible for getting myself into that hospital bed. I knew that I was responsible for my health and my happiness. And that was scary, but also very liberating because I thought, well, if I'm responsible for getting myself here, I'm the only one that can get myself out. And so from that moment, I made it my absolute mission to get happy and healthy again. And I went on and I studied holistic nutrition and life coaching and meditation and did my yoga teacher training. And I studied energy work and healing the body through energy and this modality called acuenergetics. And I read every single personal development and self-help book I could get my hands on. (laughs) I went to every single event, workshop, seminar, Tony Robbins, Martini, everything that I could go to just to absorb as much of this wisdom from these leaders and teachers that were shining the light for us. And I then started this thing called a blog. (laughs) (laughs) This was back in very, very early 2011. And I began sharing what I was learning through my writing and started coaching people, life coaching people one-on-one, which I loved and created my first ebook. That was the first thing I sold online was an ebook. It was an $18 ebook and it was called 12 Steps to Wellness. And it was about holistic health and wellness. And, you know, not only about nourishing your body, but mastering your thoughts and living your dream life. And I then went on to create e-courses and mentoring programs. And from there, I began being asked to speak as an inspirational speaker and motivational speaker. (laughs) And then I got a book deal to write my first book, Mastering Your Mean Girl, and then, you know, started running my own events all over the world and all over Australia. I started these events, these gatherings called the Goddess Groups, where I brought women together and we unlocked our full potential together and then started my podcast, which, you know, in one year hit 2 million downloads and then launched my second book, which is called Open Wide, which is out now. And it over the years since 2011, it's just snowballed. It's, it's just done. It's taken on its own world because I have showed up and I have continued to do the work and I have continued to master my own mean girl and practice what I preach and be a leader for women because that is what I'm here for. The universe tapped me on the shoulder and said, this is your purpose here on earth. And I am so honored to be that 
vessel and I love what I do so much. I'm so lit up by it. And I just want to help people unlock their full potential and live the life of their dreams, create the life and the business of their dreams because we're all worthy of it. Every single person here on earth, if you are breathing, you are worthy. And we all have unique gifts We all have a message to share and we just have to master that inner mingle and do it because the world needs you. We are here to be of service to others and that is our divine gift to the world and I want to help people do that. Oh, I just want to have like all the praise hands emojis. And can everyone see why I'm obsessed with Melissa? I feel like when I listen to you, I just feel like I can take on the world. And one thing I want to dive into a little bit, and actually our mutual friend Lori Harder was on the show and we talked about limiting beliefs. And I love the way that you speak about the mean girl. Can you dive into that a little bit? Because I feel like specifically as women, but I know we have a few men listeners out there as well. We are not taking control of the dialogues that we are putting on repeat in our brains. So can you dive into what that means? Okay. So every single person, men or women on this planet has an inner critic. And that lives in our mind. And you can call it your ego. You can call it your shadow self. You can call it Bob, Mary, Fred. I just like to call it my inner mean girl because she's mean. Mine is pretty mean, (laughs) right? Like, And that's the voice that says you're not good enough. You're not smart enough. Who do you think you are launching a podcast? Don't bother writing a book. No one's going to read it. You're never going to meet the guy. You're never going to get out of debt. Hello, can everybody relate to this? Yes. We all have that voice. Every single person, no one is exempt of this. Everyone has it, even Eckhart Tolle, you know, like, Mm -hmm. but the thing is, is like, he's gotten very good at putting his on mute. And that's what my first book is all about. It's about mastering that voice and turning down the volume on your inner critic and turning up the volume of your truth, your heart, because that is the place that we want to live from our heart space, not our inner mean girl, because that is not where we want to live from. So in my first book, and a lot of what I teach and talk about is about mastering that voice, because life is so much more joyful when you do. And this doesn't mean that you're never going to have a limiting thought ever again. This doesn't mean that you're never going to have a fear-based limiting thought again. Heck, I had one probably five minutes ago right? But (laughs) when it pops up, I take myself through my three-step mastering your mean girl process to come back to love. And that's what we've got to do. And the more you practice that, the more you practice going from fear to love, the stronger you get at it, the better you get at it. It's like going to the gym, right? Mm -hmm. The more you do your squats, the tighter your booty is going to get. The more you practice mastering your mean girl every day, the better you're going to get at it. So it's about Mm -hmm. practicing it every day. And women have between 60 and 80,000 thoughts a day, right? So that is potentially 60 to 80,000 limiting fear-based inner mean girl thoughts. Men have only 40,000. So they have like half the amount of limiting thoughts that we have. So we may be mastering our mean girl 80,000 times a day. And I know that might sound like holy guacamole, (laughs) but just think of it this way. That's a lot of opportunities to practice. And if you practice that 80,000 times a day, you're going to get so freaking good at it that when it pops up, you'll be like, right, I'm going to go straight back into love because I know that fear stinks. Hmm. Oh my gosh. Amen. So you have two books and Open Wide recently came out. 
Can you tell me about that one? Because I'm obviously all of our listeners are going to listen to Mastering Your Mean Girl because now we're recognizing that she's a Regina George in our heads. So what is Open Wide about and what inspired you to write it? Okay, so Open Wide, the subtitle is A Radically Real Guide to Deep Love, Rocking Relationships, and Soulful Sex. So this book is a relationship manual because we're born into this world and no one gives us a manual on how to navigate our relationships. And the way that we learn is by watching our parents. And that may be an awesome example for you, but for majority of people, it's not a very good example. And a lot of our relationships and our habits are either borrowed or inherited from our parents and from the people that we witness growing up. And so no one taught me how to navigate relationships with myself or with others. So I had to learn the hard way. And I fumbled and I floundered and I made really poor choices in men. I made really poor choices in friends, surrounded myself with very unhealthy relationships, and it led to a lot of heartache. But it doesn't have to be that way. So Open Wide is about opening your heart to a new way of living. And in every moment, you're either open or you're closed. You're either in your heart or you're in your head. And we came here on earth to be open, to not be closed, not be closed off to your partner or your children or the Uber driver or the girl behind the cafe at the your organic shop, you know, like we came here to be an open vessel because when you're open, you're in your heart. When you're open, you're choosing love. But when you're in fear, you're in your head and you're closed off to the world. You're closed off to the people around you. You're closed off to the beauty that is everywhere. So this book is a guide for people to navigate relationships, not only with themselves, but with their friends, their family, and of course, their soulmate. And if they, if you are yet to call in your soulmate, in the book, I talk about how you can call in your one, how you can call in your soulmate. But it all starts with you. And the whole first section of the book is about self-love. It's about cultivating a beautiful relationship with yourself first because we teach people how to treat us. And if you mm-hmm. don't freaking love the heck out of yourself, how the heck can you expect anyone else to? So it really does start with us. And this book is very much about everything I've learned over the years and, you know, fumbling my way through different relationships with men and also friends and family, and then coming to a place of being with my soulmate and surrounding myself with the most epic soul sisters I could have ever imagined. Like my life now is beyond my wildest dreams. It is better than my wildest dreams. And I didn't know it was possible, but it is possible. There is a such thing as heaven on earth and this is it. And you can create your own reality and you can create beautiful, deep, soulful, rocking, rich relationships. We just need to know how. And that's what this book is all about. Oh, so good. I was listening to your show the other day and and something that really stood out to me, Melissa, was how you said in your show that for so long, that inner dialogue, that inner mean girl had told you, I'm just not the marrying kind or I I don't want to have a family. But deep down in your soul, those were the things that you desired the most. And I think that a lot of times when we're vulnerable, we can kind of put our own crap out there so that others can't call us on it. And what I love about you is just how open you are in your books and online. So can you talk a little bit about being raw and real? Like, do you get scared about it? Do you ever regret it? What does that look like for you? Oh my gosh. Yes. I want to vomit sometimes. (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm so glad you said that. Oh my God. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yes, before I went on stage, so Nick and I just finished touring Australia together. We decided 
I wrote my book Open Wide and he is a musician and he wrote a song called Open Wide. So instead of him touring on his own and me touring on my own as a book tour and a music tour, we decided to collaborate together and create a show. It was called Open Wide. It was like music mixed with meditation and motivation. It was kind of like a Coldplay concert mixed between Tony Robbins. It was so epic. Like it was epic. It was so much fun. Every night before I went on stage, I was buckled over with nerves. And then every time I walked (laughs) off stage, I had vulnerability hangovers. I was like, oh, my God, did I actually say that? Did I I share? Oh, my God, did I just share that that story? Oh, my God, was it that one? Yes, I just said that to thousands of people. Oh, my God. You know, of course I have that all the time, all the time. But, but vulnerability connects us. Vulnerability makes people lean in. Vulnerability, authenticity, Mm -hmm. realness, honesty, truth. That is what we are here for. We're not here to pretend that we're perfect. Mm -hmm. Get rid of that word perfect and perfection from your vocabulary. Delete it right now because it does not exist. And the universe tapped me on the shoulder and said, Melissa, I know this is going to feel uncomfortable, you being vulnerable, but you really need to be a leader in vulnerability. You really need to show people how to be vulnerable. You need to show people how to be authentic and honest and truthful. This is your job. And I went, okay, okay. I was like, why me? Why me? Why are you sure it's me? Are you sure? And like the week before my book came out, I didn't sleep. I'd roll over to my husband and Mm -hmm. I'd say to him, baby, did I really put that story in? Did I put, and he said, yes, honey. And I said, is it too late? Is it too late? Is it too late? He's like, honey, it's too late. Yeah. And he's like, you know what? It's perfect. And you are just speaking your truth and being honest. And that is what makes people lean in. That's why people are so connected with you and they love your work because they trust you because you are open and honest. And I'm very open and honest. And I feel a responsibility. Like I have to, I have to be a voice because that is what we're here for. And that's what the universe or God or whatever you want to call it. That's what it tapped me on the shoulder and said Mm -hmm. I had to do, but absolutely to answer your question Yes, I feel sick in my stomach many times. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad because I feel like a lot of times I'll do interviews just about vulnerability and it's like, no, this isn't easy for any of us. Like, I think that it's easy to look at someone like you, Melissa, and think, oh, this just comes naturally. But I think that you just continue to step into that call. And I'm just really thankful that you have vulnerability (laughs) hangovers too, because something happens when you step on a stage and it's like some other being takes over and then you're like, I cannot believe that just happened. Totally. (laughs) And people say to me, do you still get nervous before I go out on stage? And The answer is, yeah, my heart beats and there is definitely adrenaline swimming through my body and my body heats up and I get, you know, hot and clammy and maybe I have a a nervous (laughs) stomach and not in my stomach. But like you said, as soon as I step on stage, as soon as I walk through that fear, I am held. And then the universe, Mm -hmm. the divine moves through me. And then an hour goes by on stage and I walk off and I'm like, I have no idea what I just said. (laughs) I have no idea because it wasn't me moving through me. I Mm -hmm. moved to the side. Mm -hmm. I am the vessel. I am just the vessel. It isn't about me. But my job is to walk through that fear just before I get on stage and be the vessel. The universe is like, Melissa, I need to use you. I need to use you as the vessel. Can you just get Mm -hmm. up on that stage? I know you're going to feel sick about it, but can you just do it? Okay. I'm so glad you're saying all this. And I want to kind of pivot into a little talk about intuition, because I feel like when I hear you speak, I want the universe to tap me on the shoulder or maybe slap me across the face sometimes. And I feel like sometimes for a lot of us, we hear these little nudges or feel these little calls, but maybe we're wondering, is that just my brain? Is it a true calling? 
Is it something I should pursue? Is it something I should just ignore because I don't feel up to it? Walk us through kind of listening to your intuition and and answering those calls because I know that we are all getting them and they all look differently, but we might not be stepping into who the world needs us to be. Mm, So your intuition is more of a feeling. Okay. And a lot of people ask me this. They say, how can I listen to my intuition more? How can I tap into my intuition more? And like we were talking about before with your master and your mingle, it's a muscle. The more that you practice listening to your intuition and following your intuition, that muscle gets strengthened. So your intuition comes from your gut. You know, people say your gut instinct. That is your intuition. Mm-hmm. Your fear, you know, your head speaks to you more in the words. Like that'll say, well, don't do that. You know, that's not a good idea. But your intuition doesn't necessarily speak to you in words. It's more of a feeling. You know, it's like someone might say to you, well, why did you start a podcast? You're like, I don't know. I just, I just had to start a podcast. I don't know. It was just like this feeling came over me and I just did it. And that's your intuition guiding you. And the more that you practice listening to that and following that, even if you can't logically, analytically understand why, like, well, that doesn't make sense. Why, you know, you've got so many things on your plate. Why start a podcast? You don't have the time or the space. You're like, I don't know. I just have to do it. You got to let go of the logic and follow it anyway, that will strengthen your intuition. And that is how I build my Mm -hmm. life. My whole life and my business are built on intuition. So everything I do comes from my intuition. Every business decision I make is from intuition. It's very, it's not logical. It is not about numbers. It's not about, well, if I do that and then do that, it'll equal that. It's like, do I want to do that? Is that a hell freaking yeah for me? If it's not a hell yeah, then it's a no thank you. Mm -hmm. And that's how I run my business and my life. And the more you practice following your intuition, the stronger it gets. I've already told you briefly about the magic of Slack, but that was just skimming the surface of this incredible program. On Team Jenna Kutcher, we use it to share projects, ideas, answer quick questions without waiting on someone to reply to an email. It's a total game changer in small business. Saves you time, improves productivity. It's super easy and convenient. It works everywhere you go. You can even get a mobile app. And simply put, it's efficient, organized, and it ensures that every member of my team is always in the loop. I can't imagine coordinating everything without it. And I'm so thankful to Slack for sponsoring today's episode. Head to slack.com if you are ready to take your business to the next level. That is slack.com. Slack, it's where work happens. Gold diggers, I am so excited to say that HelloFresh is sponsoring this episode. If you've been around for a while, you know that Drew and I have used HelloFresh for years. And today I get to share a special deal with you. To get $30 off of your first week of deliveries, go to HelloFresh.com slash golddigger30 and use the code golddigger30. Now I can't even speak to how convenient and simple HelloFresh is. Everything comes pre-measured in labeled meal kits. So you know which ingredients go with what recipe. And living with my fitness loving husband, we are super picky about what we put into our bodies. We love that each box is made up of fresh, responsibly obtained ingredients from carefully selected farms and high rated trusted sources. In my personal experience with HelloFresh, we have never looked back. Truly, Drew and I joke about what the heck we ate before HelloFresh. And my favorite part of subscribing is that I get food delivered to my doorstep. I don't have to waste my precious time meal planning or grocery shopping. Fun fact about me, I love literally hate grocery shopping. Not to mention, it's exciting. We love not having to spend money on takeout for an easy night or worry about gathering ingredients, but knowing that we have a unique nutritious meal waiting for us in our fridge. I mean, I could talk about this company forever, but I will sum it up with you have to try it. Go to HelloFresh.com slash golddigger30 and use the offer code golddigger30 to get $30 off your first week of deliveries. You'll thank me later. That is so powerful. And I think it's so such a reminder for us to tap into that more. I think we're so influenced by what we consume in the outside world. So how would you 
practice or what does your practice of self-care look like? Because you are a busy, busy woman. You are so successful. You have so much going on. How do you fill yourself back up, Melissa? Well, I was, I just had another interview before this one and I was telling them that self-care is my number one priority because without my health, I can't do the podcast. I can't write books. I can't speak on stages. I can't travel. I can't do any of the things that I want to do. I can't mentor my tribe. So my health is number one and self-care, self-love is number one. So I dedicate the first few hours of my day to myself and I do things like meditation, yoga, or go for a walk, swim in the ocean, you know, move my body in some way. I have a sauna in my house, so I'll have a sauna whilst listening usually <laughs> to your podcast. You know, I do things like that. So the whole first two hours of my day, sometimes longer, is dedicated to me. And then when I sit down at my work, sit down at my desk, I'm sitting down full. I have taken the time for myself. I I put my essential oils on. I've got them diffusing right now next mm-hmm. to me that really help me. That's another little, you know, for me, it's just something that's so simple that makes me feel like I'm taking care of myself is diffusing mm-hmm. essential oils mm-hmm. next to me while I work, you know, something so simple. And I nourish my body with beautiful organic food. And then I take time to have my lunch. You know, I don't sit at my desk and eat. I sit outside if it's sunny and get some sun on my skin and make sure that I'm getting out into nature. And my husband and I, we both work and live Mm -hmm. together and we have companies together. He is a musician, but we also have companies and that we are both CEOs of. So we have to dance between this being lovers and also business Mm -hmm. partners. And so we set boundaries and I'm sure you and your partner have to do this too. We set boundaries, you know, no, you know, when we're finished work for the day, that's it. It's like, you know, our office door is closed. The laptop stays in there. The phones are on airplane mode, no more work talk. Mm -hmm. And we are lovers again. And it's a dance, you know, it's definitely, I love working from home and so does he, but what we don't get from one of us being out all day is that coming back and reuniting mm-hmm. and, and kind of like that pattern, <laughs> that pattern break. Like, you know, how Tony Robbins talks about pattern yeah. breaks or changing your state. Like we don't get that. So we have to implement that. So, you know, we'll either bookend our day with a meditation or we'll go for a walk or a swim and then we eat dinner together and then we'll relax together. Maybe we'll give each other a massage or we'll watch something together. For many, many years, I was very against TV. You know, my highest spiritual self was like, TV is so not spiritual. (laughs) And that's, that was literally what I was like. But for us, like, winding down together on the couch, cuddling, watching a documentary or something on Netflix really helps us just zone out. Mm -hmm. And we don't sit there for hours, but we like doing that together. And then we'll get into bed and we'll read and make love and, you know, connect on that way. But it's really important that you take time every day to fill yourself up, do the things that make you feel good. In my first book, Mastering Your Mingle, I get everyone to create a self-love menu. And that's a menu of 10 things that make you feel freaking delicious. Like for me, diving in the ocean, I live on the beach. So diving in the ocean and doing yoga and meditating and making a beautiful meal and you know laying in the sun, reading a book. So I get everybody to create this self-love menu and stick it on their fridge and in those moments when you want to go and eat a whole tub of ice cream to fill yourself up, do something off your self-love menu instead to fill yourself up from the inside out, not the outside in, which is what a tub of ice cream will do. Oh, 
That is so good. I always say self-care isn't found in bath salts. I feel like whenever people say you need like a break, they assume you should just go take a bubble bath. And I'm not a big bubble bath person. My family loves taking baths, but I think they're kind of gross. But I love I'm going to make a menu. And I love that idea because I think that it is so easy for us to just empty ourselves and not really think about filling ourselves back up. And so One question for you that I love to ponder is a lot of times our best teachers in life are the ones who need the most help. So for example, I love to teach about self-love because it's something I struggle with. Is there any parallels with your story or your journey or where you stand today where you feel like you're so good at speaking it into existence, but maybe you fail at executing in your own life? Hmm. I feel like it comes back to the practicing. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm really good at this now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like when I've made up my mind about something, I just go for it. I love that. I just go for it now. And I have this tendency to, once I say I'm going to do something, I do it. Mm -hmm. And so when other people don't, this is something that I need to let go of because when I, when someone says something to me that they're going to do it and they don't do it, I'm like, but I don't get it. Like, (laughs) but like, like when I say I'm going to do something, I do it and I just go for it. So that's something that I need to remind myself of is I've got to let that go when people, because that's their journey yeah. and that's that's their truth. But for me, my brain doesn't logically <laughs> commute. Do you know what yes. I mean? Like, I'm like, but when you say you're going to do something, just do it. Like, go for it. Of course, as you can change your mind. And that's another really important thing. You can change your mind. You can change your mind about your beliefs, your values, anything that you want. Just own it. You know, like someone said to me, we're talking about a health thing. And they said to me, oh, but you used to do that. And I'm like, yeah, but I changed my mind. Yep. And they were like, they were like, oh, okay, cool. I was like, yeah, I don't believe that anymore. I changed my mind about that. I love that. So I feel like we're all, we're all walking contradictions. <laughs> totally. We are all walking contradictions and just own it. Like, just own it. Say I changed my freaking mind. And that's really big as well. Like I have a bonus son who's 12 and being really vulnerable with him mm-hmm. and saying to him, like, I changed my mind about this, mm-hmm. whether it's a health thing or a belief, you know, he might go, but, but you've always said this. And I'm like, yeah, I know I always said this, but and it's really scary in the moment to say because you have to you have to admit that you've changed your mind. Mm-hmm. And he'll be like, oh, so you changed your mind. And I'm like, yes, and it's okay. <laughs> it's okay to change our mind if we want to. It's okay. Just own it. I love that. So I'm curious about Nick and your relationship in the sense of what is he different in? What does he challenge you in? What in your relationship is something that just keeps you striving or open to change or transformation? There is a lot of unity in my relationship with Nick and in Open Wide on Chapter 4, which is called Dive Into Your Ocean, where I get everyone to discover their core values, beliefs, interests, and hobbies. Because when you know yourself really well, you're able then to either call in someone who is super aligned or I call them deal breakers, work out what your deal breakers are, like in your core values and your core desires and interests. And with Nick and I, there are many, many areas that we are so aligned and he doesn't challenge me in the sense that, you know, I I see some relationships, they get challenged by one person being more open or one person being, and one person being more closed down or one person being more striving in their career and the other not, or one being healthier and the other Mm -hmm. not like, 
you look at mine and Nick's relationship and we think the same for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But where he challenges me is in his brilliance because I can't be average mm-hmm. in this marriage. I can't be mediocre. I can't play small. I can't sit in fear. I can't be closed. I can't choose my mean girl because when you are faced with a really strong mirror, he will reflect that back to me all the time. So the challenge in our relationship is he's always challenging me to be the best version of myself, mm-hmm. to step up, to never choose fear instead of love. So I guess that is where he challenges me and I do the same for him. But in terms of all of the other areas, like our core values and beliefs, we're aligned on so many of those. You know, our beliefs around parenting, we're aligned. We don't have an issue with that. We're aligned Mm -hmm. in our beliefs around money and finances and things like that. But he challenges me to be the best version of myself every single day. I can't be mediocre with him in front of me. Oh, so good. I love that. And I, I just love following your story because I feel like there are so many places where people can connect with you. And what I think is so beautiful when you show up just as you are, you know, we all have faults and flaws, but we all have this power within us. I think that it gives these little bits of connection, almost like breadcrumbs for people to see themselves reflected in who you are and who they can be. And so what are your top three pieces of advice for people out there who feel like they haven't quite stepped into that call or they aren't quite sure what the universe is tapping them on the shoulder for? The first thing is get quiet, like Mm -hmm. get still. Because the universe is currently tapping you, but there's so much noise outside and in your mind that you can't hear it. So get still, sit, close your eyes and listen, tune in. Don't listen to the mean girl, Mm -hmm. listen to your intuition because the messages are there. We've just got to mute the inner mean girl and the outside noise that you're distracting yourself with, TV, social media, whatever it is, toxic relationships, mute all of the outside noise, sit down, mute your inner mean girl, and then listen to what is coming through to you. That is really important. That is like the number one thing because I think we're very good at distracting ourselves Mm -hmm. and busying busying ourselves, but we've got to really get still. And I feel like that is number two and number three. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's that's what we need to do. That is what we need to do right now and every day. And I'm still doing it. You know, that's why I meditate twice a day mm-hmm. for 20 minutes in the morning and 20 minutes in the evening I meditate every day because that is my time to tune in and to make sure that I am in alignment, that I'm tapped in, that I can hear any messages from the universe and that I'm an open vessel and I'm open wide. And Mm. that is why I meditate. So get still, get still, get still. I think that is incredible advice. And I think that so many of us struggle with that. We're always refreshing apps and checking emails. And I honestly think that a lot of that comes from that mean girl. We feel like we're afraid to be still because we're afraid to listen. (laughs) We're afraid to answer those calls that might be coming in. And so just you showing up today and sharing your story is so impactful and it truly makes a difference And I would love for you to tell people where they can find you, how they can connect with you, how they can tune into your amazing podcast. Give us all of the places that we can do that. Well, I'm very active on Instagram. So come and play with me on Instagram and (laughs) introduce yourself. Tell me that you discovered me through Jenna's podcast. 
I was recently on Laurie's podcast and the amount of people that were like, oh my God, I just discovered you through Laurie's podcast. And it was so, (laughs) you know, and I'm like, oh my God, that's so awesome. So please come and introduce yourself to me. I also have Facebook, but I'm super active on Instagram. I love Instagram. My website is just melissaambrosini.com and you can get the book there at melissaambrosini.com forward slash open wide. And Nick and I created a free video masterclass for you if you head there as well, answering all of your burning questions about deep love, rocking relationships and soulful sex. And that's free. And then my podcast is called the Melissa Ambrosini show. And that's on your podcast app or whatever stitcher, wherever you like to listen to your podcasts and yeah, check it out. Come and play, listen to my podcast. I, I love sharing on there with you. I'd love to meet you whether virtually or in person. If you're in Australia, let me know. And Jenna, you need to come to Australia. Oh, I know. Drew and I, it's been on our bucket list and I hate bucket lists because we just need to do it. So I will make it out. And I just want to be able to sound like you when I leave. So maybe you can give me some lessons in that. (laughs) Some Aussie lessons. Please. Because you know, we only say the worst impressions. Like I'm not even going to do it because it's embarrassing what we try to say and sound like you. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much for coming on this show and for sharing your heart. There is so many parallels between you and I, and I'm just so grateful that you came on to connect with not just me, but with our listeners. I know this episode is going to change lives, and I'm just so grateful for you, Melissa. Likewise, honey. Likewise. I'm so grateful. I have been following you for so long, and I'm so excited that we finally got to do this. So thank you for the work that you're doing and for moving through your vulnerability hangovers and sharing it anyway. I'm so proud of you. Oh, yeah. I hope you get to listen to this episode while you're in the sauna because that sounds perfect. (laughs) I feel like this episode requires like a mic drop. I mean, how amazing is Melissa? Not only is her accent just it makes my heart happy, but what she shared today and how she shares how she taps into her intuition and takes care of herself. There are so many things where I just found myself nodding along while she said this, but I know that sometimes it's harder to put those things into motion in your life. And so what if we start small and work big together? What if we start to tame that inner mean girl and start to pay attention to those conversations and those things that we're telling ourselves? And what if that poured into the way that we show in the world and how we can impact others. Melissa is such an inspiration to me. I think that when you hear her speak, you just feel this confidence. And it really, really pushes me to continue to pursue that for myself. I am so grateful for her. I would love if you'd reach out to her and say, thank you for coming on the show today. There's nothing better than pouring your heart out and hearing back from the people that it touched. I know that it means the world to me and I know that it'll mean the world to Melissa. So thank you, Gold Diggers, for tuning in to another episode of this podcast, my passion project, the thing that I love the most. And thank you to Melissa for showing up just like I knew you would. Until next time, gold diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals and I will see you super soon. Thanks for listening to the Gold Digger Podcast. Dive into the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with a friend. The more the merrier. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time, you gold digger you.